Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. It's great you could all join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Auntie Cecily, how are you doing? Really well, thank you, Auntie Nat. It's great that you're here with us. And hi, children. It's great that you're here with us today to worship the King. And hello, Teddy. It's great that you're here as well. Auntie Cecily, would you like to say a prayer for us, please? Dear Lord, thank you for keeping us safe through another week. And we pray that you would bless all the boys and girls who have joined us to worship you this Sabbath. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you know that this is a great time to reflect on our week and count the blessings that God has sent us? Chiquita, you've got a little blessing for us, haven't you? Yes. Well, our friends took our family sailing across the lake and it was really fun. Thanks, Chiquita. That was really good. Aunty Cecily, you have a blessing for us as well to share with us about the Sabbath. Yes. Remember last Sabbath we spoke about going to church and worshipping with other believers on the Sabbath day? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 12, 12, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. God intended the Sabbath to be a spiritual refreshment and a delight for us. We can visit people at home who are feeling sick or people who are in hospital, or people that are in a nursing home. We can also visit people who are lonely and who are living on their own and need some cheering up. We can help mum and dad prepare a meal on Friday to take to someone in need. We can invite someone home for lunch who's visiting our church or someone who's lonely. If we know someone who's sad and needs encouragement, we can give them a card. We could make one for them, couldn't we? Make our own card and tell them how much Jesus loves them and that we are praying for them. So the Sabbath's about doing kind and helpful things for other people. Perhaps before next Sabbath, you can pray and ask God to show you how you can be a blessing to others on the Sabbath day. Amen. Thank you, Auntie Cecily. Do you know another way that we can worship God on the Sabbath is to praise God in song? We have Pastor Rick here with us. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing Wide, Wide as the Ocean. Wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heavens above. Yes, we can. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. 
Pastor Rick, can we do Into My Heart? We certainly can. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Thanks, Pastor Rick. It's great to worship God in song. Nick, we discovered a blessing at Sunnyside this week. Will we share that with the children at home? Yes. Okay, let's go have a look at that. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond. Welcome to the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen White. Come with me. I've got some stories to tell you. I want to tell you the story about little Roy Thompson. He was 10 and he was just like any other 10 year old boy. He loved to run. He didn't like school too much, but he loved to play football and he had a football. And his friends used to play with him. And one day they were chasing the football and it went over the fence and Roy jumped over and they were seeing who was going to be there first. And when he jumped over the fence, he didn't land terribly well and he landed on his knee. But the five boys were coming over and they all landed on top of him and his knee went pop, crunch, ouch, yell. And he limped off and almost immediately his leg started to swell. And it got worse and worse. He had fractured a bone there called the kneecap or patella. He went to bed. It got bigger and bigger and they called in the doctors. Now, when a doctor comes in and he smiles, you know, it's not going to be too bad. But when they look very serious and go like that, you know you've got a problem. And as the weeks went past, the swelling got worse and finally they said, well, Roy, we're going to have to cut off your leg above the knee. It is so infected. But Alan found out because her daddy was working here at Sunnyside and he was building the new college buildings. And she said, bring him up here. You know, he could have stayed for one week, two weeks. He stayed six months. In fact, he stayed a whole year. And Alan's friend, Sarah, she got that and she wrapped it in bandages and she got charcoal and she made what we call a poultice and it drew the poison out. And finally all this muck came out and bits of bone, three pieces of bone. And he got better. And he loved living with her. 
and the family came up and they lived here in Kurumbong and here I have a picture you walked through this door when you came in and there is Mrs. White and there is Sarah the nurse and away along here standing at the front is little Roy Thompson and because he had his injury the family moved up and they bought a house here and his daddy was such a good builder they built the college chapel they built all the halls and they became well known in the district and they settled here and you know they had many children and they had children and the children had children and I want you to meet two of them. Come here, Grady. And come here, Riley. Now, you stand there. And Riley, stand here. And Riley, I want you to tell all the boys and girls behind the camera what is your real name? What's your name? Hmm? Riley. Riley. Who? Oh, and what's your name? And I want to tell you something else, boys and girls. The reason I know the Thompsons, who are the same family of little Roy, is that Riley and Grady are my grandsons. And I'm very proud. I'm so glad. But you know what? They would never have come here if little Roy hadn't have smashed his knee. Now, Roy grew up, he's dead now, but I spoke to his son yesterday, he's 92 years of age, and he said his daddy kept his leg all his life. You know, the Bible has told us that I will bless you up to the 10th generation if you serve me, because Riley and Grady are the sixth generation all the way down from the Mr. Thompson who came and worked here. And so God blesses people who serve him. And if you serve him, your children and their children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, they will follow Jesus too. Isn't that a lovely thing to look forward to? Thank you. Hi, boys and girls. Happy Sabbath. Welcome to our Bible study. I hope you are ready to follow along with us and you have your Bibles. Auntie Cecily, could you please say a prayer for us before we read our Bibles? Yes. Dear God, we thank you for your word and we pray that the children at home and here will understand what we read. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. Kate, what did we study about last Sabbath? How Abraham's servant found a wife for Isaac. Isaac, yeah. And Isaac said a prayer to God about... Um, he wanted to have some kids, so yeah. he had twins. Yeah, Rebecca eventually had twins, didn't she? And what were their names? Jacob and Esau. That's right. We're going to study in the Bible today what happened to these two brothers. Nick, you've got our first reading today. Can you read for us Genesis 25, 29 to 34? Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field and was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. 
But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. And then he ate and drank, up, up arose, mm -hmm. and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Mm. So Esau, he wasn't happy to wait until he got home to his family for something to eat. He saw what Jacob was cooking and he wanted it right away. But Jacob said he could have some if he sold him his birthright. his birthright. Do you know what? A birthright is something very important, something to treasure. It was a life of service. And who had the birthright was the line that Jesus was going to come. But did Esau like his birthright? No. no. It said, we just read there, he despised his birthright. Deary me. So it was, I think it was very easy to sell his birthright, wasn't it? Because he really wasn't interested. He was just so busy roaming the mountains, hunting. He liked that better. So Jacob, on the other hand, he wanted nothing better than to serve God. He wanted to be like his grandfather Abraham and commune with God. And I think he wanted the birthright. And we'll just study about that. Let's read in Genesis 27, 3 to 4. Ella, you're going to read that. Isaac's very old here and he's going blind and he's worried he's going to die. So Ella, read that for us. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt a game for me. And make me savoury food such as I love, and bring it to me, that may I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Mm. So Isaac has asked his son Esau to go on one of his hunts. Now, Esau liked hunting, didn't he? Yeah, to find some nice food for his father to eat because he wanted to bestow the final blessing and birthright on Esau. But who was listening? Who do you think might have been listening to that request? Rebecca. Rebecca was. Now, Rebecca, when she prayed to God, God told her that the oldest would serve the youngest, didn't he? And so he, she always thought that Jacob deserved the birthright, not Esau. So she told Jacob to go out to the flock and gets a kid and to bring it back and she would prepare it for Isaac and Jacob would get the blessing instead of Esau. Let's find out what happens. Okay, now Elijah, you're going to read Genesis 27 verse 16 because they did something to disguise Jacob's hands because... What was Esau when he was born? Remember, what was he? Hairy. He was hairy. Okay, Elijah, you read that for us. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hand and on the smooth part of his neck. Mm, so they went to a lot of trouble to trick Isaac, didn't they? Kate, you're going to read for us Genesis 27, 18 to 23. So he went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, 
how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and he said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Mm. So were Rebecca and Jacob successful in tricking Isaac? Yes. Mm. They were. Ben, we're going to look at our torchlight to see what Mrs. White's writings shine on this subject. Can you read that for us, please? God had declared that Jacob should receive the birthright and his word would have been fulfilled in his own time had they waited in faith for him to work for them. Mm. So were Rebecca and Jacob patient and faithful? No. They weren't. They didn't wait on God to do it in his timing. They went ahead of God. Where else have we read that? Remember we read in Sa with Sarah and Abraham how they didn't wait because they didn't trust that God would give them a baby and Abraham took a second wife, didn't he? Because they didn't trust God. And the same thing's happening here. So Jacob leaves his father's tent after he's deceived him. Esau turns up with the food he went out and hunted for. Let's find out, Aunt Cecily, what happens when Esau and Isaac find out they've been tricked. Mm -hmm. We're going to read Genesis 27, 33 to 35. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. Do you think Esau was angry? Yes. Oh, he was extremely angry. Let's read Sarah in Genesis 27, 43 to 44 to see what happens. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran and stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away. Because mm, Esau had threatened to kill Jacob. Goodness me. So does lying pay? No. No, Jacob had to leave his family and he never saw his mother again. Let's see what our Bibles say. And we're going to read our memory verse together in Proverbs 12, because it tells us something very special. Okay, all ready? Yeah. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. So that tells us that God is not happy when we lie, just like he wasn't happy when Jacob lied to his brother. God loves it when we tell the truth. You know, both Rebecca and Jacob were very sorry for their sin and they repented. They realised that they should have left the whole situation in God's hands. They did what they thought was right 
and it got them into a lot of trouble. But do you know what? God loved Jacob very much, even though he did the wrong thing. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us today in reading the Bible. It was great to have you along. Our story today teaches us that we need to be patient and wait on the Lord to work things out for us. Ask God to help you today to have more faith to wait on him. It can help keep you from being tempted and deceiving people into doing what you think is best. God loves you so much. He only wants the best for you. Next Sabbath, we are going to study about what happened to Jacob. We've looked at how we can be a blessing to others and do good on the Sabbath. When we read the Bible, it draws us closer to Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit works in our lives and we can become more thoughtful toward others. Because of this, we want to encourage you to read your Bibles, not just on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, can you share with us the devotional that's relating to our study today? Sure. We have a seven-day devotional study available on Jacob and Esau, the subject we study together today. This devotional expands on what we've learnt. You can download it and print it free from our website. And that is on your screen right now. This will help you to read your Bible every day and to spend time getting to know God. Auntie Cecily, will we go over our memory verse? Yes. You ready to say it all together, children? Yeah. Proverbs 12:22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. Auntie Nat, you ready to sing our blessing song to the children? Sure, let's do that. Listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you, kids. Remember to join us next week.